to Sugar Coated. I'm your host, Adrian Garland, the CEO and founder of She Leads Media. For far too long, women have been conditioned to sugarcoat their words, their actions, and the way they show up in the world, and to conform to certain cultural norms and ideals. This is inherently designed to keep those who are outside of the norm from gaining power, prestige, wealth, and influence preventing more women from being recognized and respected as the powerful leaders that we truly are. Join me each week as we dive into raw conversations with remarkable, uncompromising, and inspirational women that will encourage you to strip away your sugar coating and move boldly in the direction of your magnificent dreams. everybody. This is Adrian Garland and welcome to Sugar Coated. I am so happy to be able to introduce my guest today. Her name is Jill Katz and she's the founder of Assemble HR. Jill is an expert communicator um, and she also teaches people how to communicate with hashtag candor, courage, and care. I'm so pleased to be speaking with you today, Jill. Welcome to Sugar Coated. Adrian, thank you so much for having me today. I'm excited to be here with you. So one of the reasons that I was so ex- excited, I'm so excited I can't even speak, <laughs> I'm so, so excited to speak with you is because I think that that what you do is exactly what is needed not only in the corporate world, but also among entrepreneurs who are, you know, tasked with not only building their businesses, but also being the face of their business. And how can they apply this type of, you know, feedback and communication to their employees, their freelancers, and and also their clients. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, what you do? And then I'd love to turn back the hands of time and uh, talk to you a little bit about sort of how you got to be where you are and how you started your business. I would be <laughs> thrilled to do so. Um, so that's fantastic. Thank you. So Assemble HR Consulting is a, a firm that focuses on talent, people, and communication strategy. And, and I like to sum it up uh, by saying that we focus on the four critical C's of all company life, which is culture, communication, conflict, and change. And the mission of our company is to bring people-focused leadership back to the forefront of the workplace by using candor, courage, and care. And so that happens in the form of delivering talent strategy and developmental experiences to our clients. Love it. So Jill, that's Awesome. I love what you're doing with your company and it's so needed. So you're you're an entrepreneur. Um, you're, you're a business owner. How long have you had your company for? So we started in early 2018. I, I began a little bit of work in February and we became official and kicked off in April of 2018. So we're coming up on three years soon. Amazing. And how did you how did you decide to start your own business? That's such a great question. 
I flirted with the idea for several years before I did it, but I was terrified. And I had every reason in the, every excuse in the entire world to not start it. And so every time I almost started it, I stopped myself. Uh, and so the better the better question I ask myself is why didn't I start it earlier? But this mm-hmm. is in in so many ways the culmination of the things I loved the most during my 22 years practicing human resources, people strategy, talent strategy, workforce management inside of organizations and the stuff I loved the most and, and hopefully eliminating a lot of the stuff I didn't love doing and I wasn't great at and wanting to focus on, on maximizing my own talents. So you worked at some big companies. I did. Yeah. It was what you saw as a gap that existed within those companies that sort of led you to, to, to your company? I would say that having so many amazing opportunities in fabulous companies across multiple industries, it became clear to me that there were very glaring similarities and opportunities in Hmm. people, strategy, and communication. And one of them was that every company seems to feel as though it's problems are unique and special and complicated. And (laughs) what was amazing for me is, you know, I was lucky enough to work in so many fabulous companies and, and successfully inculcate myself into their culture. And lo and behold, I would learn time after time that people are people are people. And Mm. the exact same issues are existing across technology and fashion retail and consumer packaged goods and pharmaceutical and manufacturing and aerospace. And and so it was really interesting to me that the same types of things are happening for people because when we leave our jobs, and we don't even leave our jobs anymore because we don't even go, we all go back to our lives and we deal with the same types of challenges. And so to me, it was more, it was less about the gaps that I was seeing and more about the opportunity to bring very similar aligned solves across people organizations where people wanted to do the same thing to fix their culture. Mm. And I love that. I I mean, I was in corporate for many years before I became an entrepreneur. And even as an entrepreneur, you you your clients are are corporations many times. And what is it about communicating in this, you know, corporate world that is so challenging? And, And why do people feel like they can't be genuine and candid and, and, and also kind. What's going on? This is how the candor, courage, and care model got built. And it's one of the 
simplest and most complex topics I've been able to dive into over the past several years of my career, both internally in corporate organizations and then in the work that we've done in Assemble HR. And and it's really amazing. It is industry and level agnostic. And what I have really come to discover is that as human beings, we grow up and engage with and benefit from feedback everywhere. And social media is a, is a feedback market. Everything we do is feedback, but then we come into our workplaces and we get stared and our feedback mechanisms get limited and we shut down. Hmm. And what happens is we hold back and the reasons we hold back are what we call in our model valid excuses, which by definition is, you know, a conundrum because the word valid and the word excuse do not belong together. (laughs) Um, And that's why we call them valid excuses because they are in fact valid. And when we ask people, what is holding you back? We get the same answers no matter who we're talking to. People don't want to be a thousand percent candid in their workplaces. And the reasons are, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. I'm not sure if it's my place. I don't Mm -hmm. quite know how to say it. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to risk my job. I don't have the time. Um, And Mm -hmm. we we have a list of, of these excuses, which are, first of all, valid. It is, in fact, valid to not want to hurt someone's feelings. Of course. It's very justified to fear uh, to lose your job. It's it's, it's absolutely valid to wonder if it's your place, if there is a hierarchy that exists in an organization. And so all of the reasons that we hear, we we acknowledge that, that in fact, yes, these are good reasons that people hold back in the workplace. But at the end of the day, if we had the confidence and the skills, they're excuses. <laughs> um, they're just excuses because if this same person and this same situation were happening outside of your employment, there's a better chance you'd share the insight. And so there's, uh, yeah. right? <laughs> I, I was like, I'm ready to jump in because I you know, I would say to myself so often in, in corporate, you know, if I was sort of out on the street or this was, you know, I, or, or at home with my family, like I would have no problem saying X, Y, and Z. And it's not that it's hurtful. It's just, this is how I feel. This is how I see the situation. Please explain. And in corporate, and it's all in our minds, but I, I felt that I didn't have the position, the power, or I don't know, the credibility, who knows, you know, what it was to be able to almost be my authentic self. Well, there you go. So that that is how our program and our model was built, because what you just shared, and thank you for being so authentic, is representative of how almost everyone There are so many barriers that exist in our work lives. And and so we do hold back. And the candor, courage, and care model 
is what I hope will help to really transform the corporate world and help us see that the very same people that we're not being authentic with inside of our work environments go home and they are people. (laughs) We're all just people. And so if we could be completely authentic and, and receive insights and share them back, we would have so much more productivity, less anxiety in our work lives and therefore our home lives. And so it's about sharing feedback with candor, courage, and care. And the model is different from other models, mostly because it requires that all three components be present, be equal, but all the time. And and so there are models out there that talk about being courageous. And there are models that talk about the importance of candor. Um, And there are models that talk about how important it is to be caring and empathic. But the the key to, to the three C's is that all three have to be happening all the time consistently. And if it's only one or only two and you're missing a third, it doesn't work. Yeah. I love this so much. It For me, I feel like it also transcends corporate, right? This is this is a model that can be applied in your life. And to me, I feel like your mission is to sort of bring this type of genuine care and courage and candor to all relationships. And I think at the end of the day, that is what we're here to do is to build relationship with one another so that we can help each other. You couldn't have said that better, Adrian. That, that, <laughs> that if we had a bingo, if we had the bingo bell, I'd be I'd be ringing it right now cuz yeah. exactly right, which is this isn't about work, it's about people. And yeah. and so yes, this is not a how to share feedback at work model. This is a how to improve your relationships with other people model. And it works at work. It works with your best friend and your partner in love and your children and your dog trainer and your pharmacist and the person that's helping you install your window shades and everyone. Did you, have you written a book? (laughs) There's there's the question. Um, And so the answer, (laughs) the, the process is underway. (laughs) amazing yeah because I'm just like okay I need to read your book (laughs) (laughs) the process is underway and candor courage and care is trademarked yes oh I'm so proud of you thank you you so much (laughs) oh that's so great so you know one of the other things that comes up for me and I, I I feel like I just am so intimately involved with like corporate and in in a lot of ways you know when I started my business I really pushed against corporate because there you know corporate is is great on on so many levels and yet not on on many others and there are so many reasons behind it all but what I like is that it seems that the companies that are sort of inviting you in to help them have made a commitment to change the way that they sort of approach their employee care, if you will, because 
it's valid, like you said, it's valid as an employee if you're in a company that has a culture that is all about not questioning authority or, you know, putting in your time or if you're a woman, you need, whatever it is. Um, so the other element, I would say, is that the the company, another couple of C's, the company also has to have a commitment <laughs> to this like communication. I'm going to hire you to be my, my <laughs> PR agent. Um, so, although my PR agent wouldn't like that. The, that's oh. right. Those are three more phenomenal C's about commitment and company. Um, and that's, yeah. that's 100% right. So it's a great point, Adrian. A lot of people ask me, what kind of companies do you work with? And my answer is, ask me the question, what kind of leaders do I work mm. Mm. And so we will work with any company. We are company agnostic, but we are very leader selective. I love that so much, especially she leads. And uh, yeah, I just had a conversation with uh, an another incredible woman that runs uh, the global leadership group at the Ritz Carlton. And we talked all about leadership and how, you know, in today's world, you almost need a different type of leadership that's much more humane and humanity focused. You two should get together. No, I love it. That would be fun. You'll have to connect. <laughs> She's awesome. Yes, I definitely will. Um, but yeah, I can I can see that it's really the leader that has the vision and that vision for change. And and I also think that, you know, the way that companies were and the way that they came to be, you know, they were created in a different type of world and a different type of environment that maybe required a different type of leadership. But as we've sort of evolved, we do need different type of leadership and leaders. And I think we're also learning what that leadership is and and how to be that type of a leader. That's right. And and there are wonderful, progressive, brave leaders inside of old, stodgy, non-moving, inert organizations who are mm. ready to innovate. And there are also dodgy, inert leaders inside of progressive organizations that are mm. not ready to innovate. And so it's so important for us to be careful about automatically judging organizations and saying, oh, this company, they, they're they not progressive or, or the, Instead, I really make decisions once I've spoken to a leader because some companies will bring in leaders who are movers and shakers and those people have a mountain to move. And some organizations are, are moving and shaking and they've got leaders that are holding them back. Yeah. So wow. that's a really big, to me, that's a huge differentiator. And so we're, we are really, really focused on picking teams and leaders that want to be the penny in the pond. Mm. Oh, so good. What a great visual I just got when you said that. <laughs> just the, dropping in and the ripple effect across that pond. Yeah. Amazing. 
So good. So without giving away, you know, any type of a, a, a company or client, you know, without naming names, what is one of the, you know, biggest challenges that, that you faced in your business? You know, are you, I guess, here's a, even another question. Have you always been able to sort of be successful in, in taking these leaders down this path? What are what are some of the like biggest obstacles that that you've faced? <sighs> well, I mean, those are great questions. We we face obstacles all the time. I mean, I think I think one of our common obstacles is that we are brought in. We're we're almost always brought in at a time of massive change. There's a there's a transition going on, and and people need our help to manage communication change or culture change. Um, mm. You know, there's a new leader or the new or there there's a massive culture renovation happening or right. something needs to be communicated or there's a very, there's something very good happening and they want to put culture together or a conflict that we're going to help people manage through. So we, we usually get the call at either a time of difficulty that needs to be managed through or a time of newness and excitement, and they want us to help them put together a plan to make things great. Our success is, I believe, dependent very much on the buy-in and commitment, there's one of your C's, (laughs) of our partners and of the partners they work with. So I think part of the challenge that we sometimes face is sometimes we're brought in by a team member and they are pushing against, they are waves against the sand in their own organization. And we work together with them to try to help position them for success in their own organization. And where I get to bring a lot of empathy and experience to the plate is I was in a head of talent, head of human resources job for 20 something years. And so I was the person who sat in that chair um, and who understands everything about those politics and, and what it's like to need to sell challenging, progressive, different ideas in across a cross-functional table or a boardroom and to be spending money on these types of things. But it's not always easy to explain to a group of cross-functional partners or a leadership team that everything's going to be done in a different way. Yeah, That's not always easy. So that, that can be hard. Sometimes people are coming and going and that can be hard. We, we have a client and it's not uncommon for us to be brought in after a major leader has been exited and, and a new CEO or president will bring us in to help build the culture. And so there's often pain or residue that needs to be managed through. And that's very natural. Yeah. So there's a lot of challenges and and we need to bring empathy to the table. There's that care. Yep. And so once again, it it is full circle right back to candor, courage, and care and making sure that people are getting the truth. We're not waiting. Grownups want to be treated as grownups. They want to know what's happening, why is it happening, and they want to be treated with respect and care. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. What what advice would you give for somebody who's just starting a company? Many times, you know, I I actually teach uh, a class at NYU Tisch Center for Hospitality. Uh, it's an entrepreneurship and business plan development course. Fun. I love it. I uh, love the students. But it's funny in sort of getting into the business plan. Yes, we talk about people and staff and, you know, what what we need to help us execute our vision and all of that. But there is no section in sort of when I'm thinking of the framework that we use that really talks about culture, you know, and and how do you care for your employees? Like, we don't talk about that. We just talk about the function. And so what type of advice would you give to anybody who's starting a company on how to really start thinking about this from the very beginning? I think the advice I would give is think about this from the very beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because culture is the, it's the foundation. It's the backbone. And at the end of the day, culture is how we feel, how we communicate, what we look back on, how we measure how we pay, what we expect, how we make decisions, how we solve conflict. It's literally otherwise known as how we live and how we do. And so to build a business of any kind or a process of any kind without that defined The fun part about culture is that if you don't define it, it defines itself. Yeah. And so what I often say to people, we come in and people will say to me, we don't have a culture. And so we want to build one. And I say to them, unfortunately, you do have a culture. Yeah. Because when you don't build a culture or work to define it on your own, the culture builds itself. And so you then have to go back and find out what it is. Yeah. Oh, and if you and if you're the one that's saying we don't have a culture, then you you definitely are operating in blind spot zone. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Culture exists on its own. And you get to decide how much you want to shape it. Mm. You have inspired me oh. to add a line to, <laughs> in my class, in my business plan, and and really even have discussions around this because, you know, we talk a lot about building businesses that are uh, you know, they do something for humanity, they're sustainable, they are good for the planet, they build community, all of this stuff. And I, oh, it's so good. It's like such great stuff. But for me, it was something that I didn't even consider relaying. And I'm going to be adding that as a, at least a mini module in my class. So so thank you so much for that. You asked so, you asked so many wonderful questions. I, I, I commend you. And I think that every student who has the opportunity to be in a class with you probably leaves with so many pearls of wisdom. So I'm so glad that I had a chance to talk to you. 
This is awesome, Jill. How, you know, if there are companies out there that are listening, which I would really, really love (laughs) as I build the Sugar Coated Podcast, um, but how would they be able to, you know, just get in touch with you and and see if that type of a leader is a good fit for you and your company? So I am eminently findable. Our our company website is hrassemble.com. And I am on LinkedIn at Jill Katz. And we are on LinkedIn at HR Assemble. And I'm on Instagram at Jill Katz and HR Assemble. And I think that's it. So pretty, pretty easily findable. Thank you so much. And when your book comes out, would you please let me know so that number one, I can buy it. Uh, and number two, that I can tell everybody else that I know to to get their hands on it as well. That's so nice. I will. And and I will make sure that you get one of the very first free copies. How's that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> perk of uh, podcasting, right? That's right. <laughs> right here. That's right. Oh my gosh, Jill, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, do you also sort of write any thought leadership type of articles or, or, you know, I saw that you, that you were also a co-host of a podcast, but I, I'm not sure if you're still doing that or not. So I, my podcast is over. We, we, I was part of the HR leaders live podcast for a couple of years, which was a fantastic experience, but we got a little too busy. Um, yeah. but we have content all the time, which is also on my website, uh, some stuff sometimes in the journal and, and otherwise. And we also offer now, um, in addition to our private uh, learning experiences with our clients, we're now trying to offer open enrollment courses to many of our learning experiences, such as the Candor, Courage, and Care Masterclass, a short version, which are all, you can register online for our classes, and they're all listed on our events page on our website. Awesome. I am going there right after we hang up (laughs) and signing up. Jill, thank you so very much. It was beautiful speaking with you. I learned a lot. I'm inspired. And that will hopefully bring some sunshine into this pretty disgusting day here in the New York metro area. It is mutual. You are fabulous. Thank you for such a fun conversation. Thank you. Take care, Jill. Okay, bye. is the She Leads Podcast Network.